Welcome to another episode of My Loops Are Up Here. This is Shivani, and today I am talking with Dr. Laura Brenner. Um, she is a dentist who left clinical dentistry about 10 years ago and has since then been doing some career coaching. And we are very lucky to have her as a guest today, and we'll be chatting about all things related to getting in and out of dentistry, burnout, side hustles, and pivoting within your career. So, Laura, welcome to the show. Shivani, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I'm so excited. So, tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you here. What brought me here today? Okay, so this is a good story. Um, (laughs) I uh, graduated dental school in 2001 and I practiced dentistry for 10 years and I was pretty miserable the whole time. And, and that's sort of the funny thing about me is I have no problem telling the world how much I really did not like practicing dentistry. Uh, it was a really hard 10 years. And at about year three, I realized that this just wasn't working. And so it took me from that point. Actually, at that point, I thought, okay, I need, I need to leave dentistry. But I was so new in my career that I felt like I, it was too hard to walk away. I really needed to find a way to um, really get answers and decide, do I, is it the job? Is it the career? What is going on here? So I was never an owner. I was always an associate because I didn't want to get too entrenched in practice And eventually, after 10 years, I realized that that wasn't right for me. So I felt really stuck. I had no idea how I was going to get out. And and this actually started around year seven. Um, But finally, around year 10, I just started getting a little more creative. And I started blogging. And I was blogging about food and travel and no one read my blog, maybe just my mom uh, and my husband. And uh, one day I was I was reading through other blogs and I saw this post that was titled 10 Reasons I Hate the Dentist. And I was like, really? Really? Okay, well, you know, bleep, bleep, bleep. And here's 10 reasons your dentist probably hates you too. So that was a post that I had written just for fun in response to this young young woman who was also jokingly talking about how much she hates us. Yeah. So it was kind of in the same spirit, right? Yeah. (laughs) And so it was, I I wrote this blog and in the meantime, I had actually done a lot of experimenting with what else I could do for work. So I started a weight loss business and that allowed me to leave dentistry And so I waited, and the day I quit, I then revisited this blog post I had written, and I posted it. It, It's funny because I held on to it for about three months because I didn't want people to think that I was a bad person or I hated my patients because all of us know, right? Yeah. We all know that patients, we love our patients, some of them, (laughs) (laughs) right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you wrote this like in 2010, 11. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And so what happened with that post was literally I posted it that morning and that night overnight it went viral. Wow. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. It was a really fun experience. 
And it, and, and what happened out of that was all this time, all these years in practice when I was, I think I had the classic signs of burnout, mm-hmm. um, feeling disengaged and not like losing, losing empathy for my patients and not feeling like I'm making a difference at all the class. I think it's a fine line between hating your career and burnout. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks similar. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So all these years when I thought I was so alone, I realized when my blog went viral that I wasn't, there were other people that felt the exact same way. So I was getting messages from people all over the world who were, who were asking me, you know, how'd you leave dentistry? Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Thank you for speaking for us. I mean, messages from Egypt and Malaysia where you wouldn't necessarily think things are the same. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was. And so it was really, it was really an empowering and fun experience to suddenly realize that, wow, there are other people out here that feel what I'm feeling. Yeah. So um, you have that sense of community you never had before. Exactly. Yeah. And in, in our dental community, when you say that, um, we, we, it, it's hard to talk about these things. It is definitely. And I, I can imagine as soon as you put yourself out there to be vulnerable like that, so many other people then finally, you know, it was like giving them permission um, to, to have the strength and, and the, the courage to come out and talk about these hard things. Because it's hard to imagine talking about it if you never see another dentist ever talking about the hard things. So you really set an example for a lot of other people. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's kind of what I accidentally provided for people, <laughs> you know, it was really, yeah. it was so much an accident. Um, it, and, and people did reach out to me and send me emails for years. And so I always thought, well, so I worked with a career coach when I was struggling. And so I always thought when this happened, I thought, wow, I could really help other people in their dental careers, but and who I better than someone right who's really been in that in those shoes, right? That's the that's the benefit of you've you've kind of walked in in so many different journeys along so many different careers that now you can kind of speak directly to dentists about what else is out there, right? Right, right, yeah. exactly. And and the the thing you say about walking in different careers uh, is was actually a big piece of it because originally. I was, I think we all judge ourselves when we try to take this leap and we are worried that we're going to look like failures and we're going to be quitters and we just totally judge ourselves. And at that point that, you know, that was 10 years ago, almost, you know, nine, 10 years ago. And at that point, when I, when it, when I thought about coaching other dentists, I felt like a fraud because I felt like, wow, you know, I'm really good at quitting something. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but I have to prove that I can build something before I can show other people how to do that themselves. Wow. That's a huge so, burden. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not true, right? Not true. Definitely. Yeah. Like we can help other people, but it was what I needed. So it worked out great. It, it took me six years at that point to go back to saying, okay, now I'm really ready to start coaching. Um, and, and it's a blast. I mean, it's so much fun. 
for lots of reasons we can talk about yeah. um, whatever comes up in our conversation. So, okay. So generally what does career coaching look like? Like what, when you had a career coach, what did that look like? And now kind of how, how do you, how are you on the other end for people? Yes. Okay. So I think the big difference is my coach did not understand what I was experiencing. So I love this story uh, to think about it because it is sort of sharing uh, something really embarrassing about myself is I remember working with her and she was trying to teach me that if I could be of service to other people, then, then I would be happy. And I remember being in so much pain in dental practice that when, when she mentioned the idea of being of service to others, my first reaction was like, no, thank you. I don't want to help people. I don't want to work with people. I'd rather work with lab rats. I was so jaded at that point. Wow. But the, the, which is crazy, right? Because so many of us go into this field Mm -hmm. so we can help people. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling so ashamed about that because I was like, what's wrong with me that I don't want to help other people, right? Like that's something about me. Um, and what I know now is is that that's not who I was, and that wasn't true about me. That was just something I was experiencing at the time because I was in so much pain from the from being advanced. Yeah. Um, so I think like that. The reason I tell you that story is, for example, that's something she didn't understand, right? So it makes sense that she was trying to help me and help me find how I could be of service and contribute to the world. And, but dentistry is totally of service. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it sounds like what you were experiencing was a symptom of burnout that I think a lot of other dentists go through. You're right. We all get into this to help patients and to help people to be of service, but there is a certain point where the stress becomes too much and your your focus is then, you know, you have to protect yourself and it's not as much about the patients if you're constantly protecting yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you can't, like if you are not, if we are not taking care of ourselves, we have nothing left to give. Right. You know? So, so I mean, really to just tie it back to your original question of, so that was one thing about her working with her. She was great, but she didn't really understand the unique details of being a dentist. So Mm -hmm. when I talk to other people, it's, it feels like we have the same story oftentimes. Mm -hmm. So I can really help them understand what they need to change to be able to move forward. And it's really an inside job. Wow. A lot of it, you know, like changing our perceptions and our attitudes and our beliefs and then realizing that we can do this. Yeah. So, so generally the people, the, the dentists that you are working with or other healthcare professionals, are they looking to get out of their perf- current profession or to just evaluate if it's worth it for them to stay in? What's, what's usually the big question on their mind? That's a great question. So uh, the, when, I, when I'm talking to someone for the very first time and trying to explain what I do, it, I always say, let's just break it down. If we break it down into a simple methodology, I help people make decisions. Okay. So, right. That's really simple. It's actually 
more complex <laughs> for people. <laughs> but as far as making the decisions, you know, it's for a lot of people come to me thinking that they want to get out of dentistry. And part of the process is either one, this is like a last ditch effort to try to figure out, is this career right for me? And, and that's how I approach career coaching when I was a client um, seeking out career coaching. It was like, okay, I'm pretty sure I don't like this, but I really need someone to help me understand if, if this is the right decision for me to leave. So that's one element of it. I've had people come to me who I have sev several people who they think they're burnt out. Well, they are burnt out. They think they hate dentistry. They think they want to create their five-year exit plan. And through some of the work that we do, they end up realizing that they can stay a little bit longer. They're so much happier. They can design their practices more how they want, you know, that they have more choices and more freedom than they anticipated. So that can go that way. Um, a lot of times I, I hear from younger dentists who are like I was in their third year of practice, for example, and they want to learn how to deal with the stress better or learn how to talk to staff and become better leaders. Mm -hmm. So there's that kind of career development stuff. Okay. But then we've got the people who want to leave and it's like, it's figuring out who are you? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you, what's important to you? What yeah. would you love to do? And yeah. so many of us don't know. Yeah. I think that's, that's so interesting because I, I've been pondering this a lot recently that mm -hmm so much of my life, how it's built right now, it's the way that it is because of decisions I made when I was 17, 18, 19 years old, when I thought I, I had an idea of what I thought life should look like and uh, that there were these certain rules or, you know, what was expected of me. And now I've made all these decisions that have brought me here to this place. And I'm realizing maybe I'm a different person than who I was when I was 18 years old. And is are, is this life reflecting what I feel and who I am on the inside? And so not that I'm saying the life I'm living is not reflecting that. It's just it's curious that sometimes you can almost like wake up and realize that the, the life that you're living physically might not internally match up with what you, what your personality or your internal, you know, dreams or desires are. So uh, I, I think probably a lot of people, and correct me if I'm wrong, who, who reach out to you might start to notice that discrepancy that the things that are, that they're doing physically in their life don't match up with how they feel internally. 100% you really hit the nail on the head because we make, we do make these decisions when we're kids. Yeah. And we don't really, I think a lot of us make these decisions based on outside pressures um, and, or, or not understanding ourselves or not understanding what it's really, really like to practice dentistry. Mm -hmm. Like you is the, it's one of the very few careers that you can't ever know <laughs> until you finish and right. you get into, right. Yeah. Um, so, so yes. So I think that's a huge factor and to, to add on to what you're saying about feeling like you always feeling like you had to have this plan is I look back and even when I was evolving, right? Like thinking I was supposed to be a dentist and then evolving over the years, 
thinking that that was just me being difficult. But isn't that what life's about is like as you go through the years trying things and then mm-hmm. figuring out what you like and what you don't like. Mm-hmm. And then you learn more about yourself and then you can figure out who you are. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's go- always a challenge. It's probably one of the hardest things to have the bravery to make a decision that you for yourself that you don't have to explain to anyone else because I think a lot of times when we make these decisions you know I I know what it is I really enjoy and what I love and and what brings makes me happy brings me joy but it's I think the explaining it to other people taking that leap of just doing it and not having a plan (laughs) those are terrifying things to think about and that's that's probably the hardest thing is communicating what I feel on the inside to put that into action that takes that takes some courage and I can understand why having a coach to walk you through that would be a very powerful tool yeah absolutely what's what's really funny is when I work with people the people who really keep their consistent appointments with me they really, you see massive change in their lives. You see the progress. And the people who take breaks and then don't schedule, and you know, there's a part of coaching where it's like, we have to take responsibility for ourselves and what we're willing to put into it mm-hmm. is, is going to dictate our results. Mm-hmm. And when I work with people who, let's say I'm consistent with someone, they're consistent with me every other week, and then something happens and they need to take a break, oftentimes they lose that motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is helpful. And it's really interesting to watch that, to watch how how much it can really inspire and motivate someone to stay, to getting and staying into action. Mm-hmm. What's typically the thing keeping people stuck and specifically as dentists, like where, where do you find that dentists are, are getting stuck the most or finding that, you know, they can't change. What's preventing us from changing? So the most obvious one is money. Okay. Right? We've got the golden handcuffs that make us feel, you know, everything we want. We've got respect. We've, we're getting money. We, we've got this lifestyle. We have prestige. All the things we're, we're usually, we have autonomy. And so, so it's like, part of that is what comes with money. So that's kind of, I would say that's a more outer block. Like that's a thing that, that we oftentimes think is holding us back more than it really is. Okay. Because one thing I do see is oftentimes when people decide they're really, really ready to make the move, it's because they've gotten over the fact that they need to make a certain amount and not to say that you're not going to eventually make the same amount if you switch careers, but oftentimes you do have to take a pay cut, right? right. You do have to start over. Yeah. And if you're starting in a different career. So, so I think people are afraid to do that, but there's also, like I mentioned earlier, feeling like a failure, feeling like a quitter. Those things are, we are all overachievers. This is how we got into this field in the first place. So being a quitter and a failure is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. So it's really about redefining that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I even have a blog post that's titled something like when 
quitting is not the easy way out, right? Like it's actually harder to be a quitter in this case yeah. than it is <laughs> to, to stick with it. Yeah. Um, and it's also changing that, the, you know, what you define as failure for, you know, for an entrepreneur, they see a career change or a new business as, as that's a natural part of being an entrepreneur is you, you work on a project or a business and then you complete it and you move on or it builds or it changes, it evolves. But with dentistry, you've kind of got this one career you're boxed into and there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of examples of thinking outside of that box. Um, whereas with so many other careers, I think there it's, it's normal to, to move or shift within that. Exactly. Yeah. I think, uh, one of the things that I used to say, and I hear all the time is that I don't love what I'm doing and, and I'd love to do something else, but because my training was so specific, I have no other options mm-hmm. and it's actually not true. Mm-hmm. We think that, but it's not true because we are all very capable. I mean, I thought that, and then one day after this was after a lot of personal development, a lot of there, I also got therapy. I worked with a career coach. One day I was like, wait a minute, what we do is really hard. Dentistry is hard. Mm-hmm. And most of the people in the world cannot do what we do. So if I can do this, I can do anything, you know, so it's recognizing that. And until you recognize that, um, you know, you asked me about barriers. That's a huge barrier that really is, is a belief system because we do have a lot of other skills and things to offer. Mm-hmm. We just have to tap into that. Yeah. And then I would add one more thing that's huge is the identity piece of it, right? Like dentistry is the type of career that when you're a kid, some of us dreamed about being a dentist. Mm-hmm. And so you spend your whole life thinking I'm going to be a dentist. You spend all this time going into it. You spend all this money on it and you think, okay, if I were to give this up, then who would I be? Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I love about you and a lot of the other people that I've been getting to know in recent years is if we can find other things to almost like we're making ourselves more well-rounded mm-hmm. so that we're not just defined by being a dentist, mm-hmm. then we're first of all, going to be a lot happier. But then if things really get tough, we're just not totally tied to that identity. Yeah, totally. And I think with with COVID and the pandemic, it was probably a big eye-opener, for at least for me, and I'm sure for so many other dentists, um, of just who are you without going into the office or holding a handpiece for, for some people it was two months, some people it was three, four months. Um, you know, how did you react in that situation? I think was probably really eye-opening for people. And, and the other thing is that it showed we can live with less than we expect. Um, when you were talking about money and income, um, I think everyone took a little bit of a pay cut during that time. And I think I was very happy during it actually and I got to rediscover some of my other passions and I got to meet you I I had an opportunity to network with other dentists who are also pursuing other passions and I think that that was a huge eye-opener to me in terms of why wait 
to diversify my life until a pandemic happens. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Yes. And you know what I'll tag on to that is this idea of realizing that we can be happy with less money is I, when I was the dentist making six figures, I felt so unhappy that I needed to stow everything away so I could retire as soon as possible. So I actually missed out on doing certain things that maybe would have been fun or that I would have enjoyed. Or, or So it's like I had all this money, but I wasn't even enjoying it. Whereas yeah. now, or not just now, but in the years leading up to this when I really had to, I, I, I used to say you couldn't pay me enough money to do continue doing this job. And then, you know, there was a transition part and then making money, but not as much. I felt so much more abundant. I felt so much more wealthy with mm-hmm. less money because it's, it, it does show. I mean, there's a bit of it being a state of mind. Is There's a little bit of, of that in there too. Yeah. I, I'd like to talk about the money part a little bit more if that's okay with you because I think it's, yeah, a, of course. it's a sticky subject for a lot of people. It still makes me uncomfortable to talk about. Oh, but, um, you know, what comes up for me is this idea that money always – meant success like what is your definition of success making a lot of money right I mean that's how so many of us grew up yeah and and that is what kept me so stuck in dentistry for so long was because I it wasn't just that I felt like I needed money to survive because like I just said I wasn't even spending my money Mm -hmm. but it was my definition of success so we need to redefine what success is for us. And like you said, it's, it's fulfillment, it's engagement. And, and what I love about what I do now is it's in total contrast with how I felt about practicing dentistry. That was all about the money for me. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why I didn't like it, right? That, because, but who knew? Like I thought it would, like you described for yourself, when I went into it, I liked people. I thought I could help people. I loved my experiences at the dental office. And I thought, okay, great. This is a win-win. I can do all these things that I typically like as a person and I'll make money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the work I do now, there's something freeing. And, and this is only because I had to redefine my definition of success in order to not, in order to grow and not feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. And success to me, just like you, is all about fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, I've realized for me it's really important to connect with other people. And so if I can connect with – I can. I connect with my clients. That's why I love doing what I do. Mm-hmm. I could never connect with dental patients because I always felt like they were the enemy. I always felt like they had one agenda – they wanted to stay out of my chair and keep their money. And my job, the, the entire nature of my job was to put them in my chair and take, and, and take their money. So I felt like we were kind of on opposite sides of the spectrum when it came to agendas. So I felt like it was impossible to connect with them because we didn't want the same things. Mm-hmm. And so finding out, like, what is it that really is important to you? For me, it's connection. For you, I suspect there's a huge piece of connection and community also. Definitely. Um, and and you think, can get that in practice, yeah. but I couldn't. Yeah, you know? I was going to say, like, do you think there could be a happy medium? Like, especially for someone like myself, I've been 
out of school for just about two years now, and I, I definitely don't think I'm going to ever fully walk away from dentistry, but I could see myself really thriving with a part-time, you know, working clinically part-time and then being able to do something else that engages a different passion for the other time. And, um, like, do you think there is a happy medium? I think there definitely can be. And, and by the way, why not? Why not design that life for you? That's for yourself. That is the beauty of this career. Right. Is that you can work part-time. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a lot of guilt associated with it because, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot. I think when you and I first met months ago and back in March, we, that was the, one of the first questions I asked you of, I'm considering going part-time, but I don't really know if it's, I'm allowed to do that right now, basically. I didn't feel like I had permission and think it's still, I'm still not part-time. I still have not made the decision yet but it's a lot of guilt that's holding me back of um what other people think of me if I am you know so young in my career I haven't really put my time in I haven't earned it that that kind of negativity which I know rationally that doesn't matter but it's a hard thing to overcome well when you say that, it makes me think of some of the older dentists that I worked with. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 I think it happens with every generation is these older dentists feel like we are such wussies. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're like, so we're such babies, you know, because <laughs> yeah. we like, and, and I'm, I'm in, not in your generation, right? I'm a little bit older than you. So I'm kind of in that in between. I'm a Gen Xer, by the way. And, um, but it's funny because these older dentists think that we just do not have the grit, but, but, but why is that judgment there? You know, like who's to say that, what if you want to work three days a week Mm -hmm. and, and, and have fun. So that's what I love about the younger generations. And I feel like my mindset is part of that too. Mm -hmm. Is it like, why can't we have balance? Yeah. You know, the baby, boomer generation they were all about working hard and putting in the time and making a lot of money and providing for your family and that's great but it doesn't it's not necessarily right yeah I totally agree there's not really a right or wrong and it's I think our generation is really redefining what it means to be successful and I know for for me, one of the hardest things uh, to overcome was that definition of success because I think a lot of us adopt it from our families or from what your what your parents define as success. And so I had, you know, both of my parents were immigrants, and I had this mentality of working really, really hard, overcoming obstacles and challenges, and um, you know, just working really hard to provide for your family and to redefine overworking myself as, as, or, you know, earning a lot of money is success into what brings me the most joy is success. That's hard to make that decision on your own. And I think I've actually told you the story before. Um, but I, my dad recently just retired from dentistry and him and I were working together, kind of talking about some of this stuff. And we both did an exercise where we wrote down, um, 33 desires we had for our 
future self or 33 things we want to be remembered for and we both independently wrote our list and he came back to me and he said wow I'm so surprised I wrote down this entire list of 33 things and not once was there something dentistry related he's like I want to be remembered for so much more than that and the the things I want to experience life are outside of the four walls of my practice and to me that was like him giving me permission um, to, to redefine success there. And so that was a healing conversation for sure. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that story. It was a, It's a good one. Yeah. Very, very lucky to have the family that I do. Or, so lucky. Yeah. Um, to, just to help be supportive in this process. So what, what would you say to someone maybe whose family or partner is not supportive about – re-evaluating their career in dentistry. Yeah, it's a really tough position to be in because if we don't have that support, it can sometimes be impossible or we think it's impossible to change. Mm-hmm. And I was I was also lucky. My husband was like, we can't do this. You know, he basically gave me an ultimatum. He was like, if you come home crying from work like this, all the time and you're waking up with insomnia every night at 2 a.m. and up for two hours he's like this this is not gonna our marriage isn't gonna work so you need to do something and I don't care if we have to sell sell our house and move and but but you can't live this way so I was very lucky it's hard I you know if people don't have that I there's you know it kind of depends on the person there's there's nothing is cookie cutter right right some people either you just need to either figure it out on your own or find out how you can let your partner or your family members know that this is really serious because if we stay stuck this way, it can have really serious consequences. Yeah. What would you say to someone who, like I mentioned myself, um, is I, I like dentistry. I, I actually really enjoy it. And I could see myself doing it part-time, but then also maybe finding some other creative ways um, to move my career. What advice would you have for other ways to use your DDS? So, well, that is a great question, too, actually. It's funny. We are 10 years behind the medical field in this, in the sense that Right now, if you look around, if you do a Google search, mm-hmm. there's nothing that's, that's there's, there's almost no information about what are other jobs dentists could do using our skills or using our talents that we've learned. Right. And medicine used to be that way about 10 years ago. And now if you look at medicine, even, even dentists that I speak with, they're like, oh, if only we were doctors. There's all these other things you can do as a doctor and there are other jobs you can get as a doctor. And we're, I am just discovering this whole new world now of other things we can do. And, um, it's new. So we're kind of paving the way, you know, dentistry, there's a very clear cut path to get in, Mm -hmm. which is why it's so easy. I mean, it's hard because it's competitive, but there's, we know, right. We know I'm going to school. I'm taking the DATs, you know, I'm doing A, B and C to get here. There is no path to get us out of dentistry. So we're really paving that right now. And, and um, I, 
I, I'm going to use that as a segue to tell you about what I have coming up. Yes, let and, me hear it. Because <laughs> it is very much tied to that. So basically, I had this physician reach out to me who does what I do with physicians and helps them change careers. And she's been doing it for the last 14 years. So she's about 10 years ahead of me in my career trajectory. And this is where I learned that they're way ahead of us and that I'm starting to learn that there are these other opportunities out there. So she really wanted to reach more people and started creating a a live conference to help people learn more about career change and what is out there the ins and the outs, the pitfalls to avoid, things to do, you know, everything to help you get started. And she wanted to expand into dentistry. So she found me and she's a really wonderful person. And we've created this program together that's going to happen November 13th. It's a Friday. Yay for Friday the 13th. (laughs) Um, I actually love Friday the 13th. They're always great days for me. I don't know what the superstition is, but Um, it's a full day conference. Obviously it's virtual. It's going to be live and we're going to talk about how to change careers. We're also going to have, what's really unique about this event is we are going to have other people who are dentists who've, who've either reinvented their careers or completely left dentistry. And they're going to share how you can get into their fields. So that's so interesting. Do you want a couple of examples of who our guests are? Yeah, so I would love that. That. Would, that would better answer your question about, um, you know, what are job, the jobs out there? Okay. So my friend Barbara, she has a whitening spa. So she does white, only whitening and she expanded into Invisalign. And she also, I love it. It cracks me up. She sells whitening on QVC. Oh, wow. And so she's got a great story that she'll share. Um, I've got another friend, Mark, who I met through my blog. He lives in the UK. So this isn't just a US thing, right? And he left dentistry and he's doing real estate development. So he flips homes and he's so happy. Um, and, And so you can see one example is completely out of dentistry. One is very much in dentistry, but a totally non-traditional job mm-hmm. that really works for her. Yeah. And what I'm starting to learn is there are these uh, positions called medical science liaisons that that you can work for these uh, like product companies. Okay. And educate the, the doctors who use these products on them. So it's not a sales position, but it's a liaison between the doctors and the company. And, and there, we're going to have one dentist on who does that. And we, I, we have another dentist who works in pharma. So this is brand new. I'm just learning about this like two seconds before you are wow. <laughs> basically. Yeah. This is so very really on the cusp. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think it's so interesting because I'm noticing at least on social media that and Priyanka and I talked about this in a previous episode that there, you know, most dental students that I see now or that I am seeing on social media are creating like a personal brand for themselves in dental school where they're now that's like a launching point for them to do these out of outside of the box career options it's giving them exposure 
from the get-go. Um, so I, I can definitely see this as like a huge potential for the future or very near future. Yes, it's going to grow. I I know it's going to grow. And, you know, the more we connect this community of, I just spoke to someone the other day. She's an interior designer. She practiced dentistry for over 10 years and she didn't like it the whole time. And then she had a child and then she decided not to go back into dentistry and, and went and became a designer and she loves what she does. So the more we can connect with more people like this, the more guests we're going to have, guest speakers, and the more people are going to see that they do have options. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. I still need to register. <laughs> so keep keep an eye out for my registration. But where, Laura, where can people find you and more information about this um, virtual conference? So I have, my website is called lolabeescareercoaching.com. That's an easy way to find me. Okay. I, the other thing you can do is you can go on Google and search 10 reasons your dentist hates you. You don't even have to get the title right. I will come up right away. Your name Um, to fame. I mean, (laughs) it's great. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. And, um, I got, it got me in trouble with some people, but you know, it's all good. So on Instagram, I'm Dr. Lola Bees, Dr. Lola Bees. Thanks to you for giving me that name. Yes. <laughs> awesome. You taught me how to get on Instagram. Um, and let's see on Facebook. Oh, this is really cool. I just started this two days ago. I just started a Facebook group called dentist side gigs. Okay, cool. And it's to create this community of people who want change or who have changed. And so we can get together and share what we know or what we want to gain. Um, It's really to build community. We've got to get rid of the shame that's involved with all the things we've, you know, all the challenges that come with dentistry. So that would be a cool place to find me. Or you can find me on Facebook at uh, Lola B's Career Coaching. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll put it in the show notes as well, all the links to these things. Um, your blog is wonderful. I love getting when, uh, the, the newsletter updates when you post new, new blogs. Um, I love your, your, your style of writing is awesome. And I'm definitely going to look out for that dentist side gigs, Facebook page. That looks wonderful. Thank you. I'm excited. So the more people we get, the more resources we'll have. Yes. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. Awesome. Well, do you have any final thoughts or last words of wisdom for us? Oh my gosh. Well, (laughs) let's see. I guess I'll just leave it with trust yourself and know that what you're experiencing is real and it's not you. It's not like you're not the problem and reach out if you need someone to talk to, you know, not just to me, to you, to anyone, just create a community because we are out there. Definitely. Trust yourself. Very, very wise. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Um, and definitely can, I already know we'll have more conversations together. So, um, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I love talking to you. 